So, like, I saw this shit, and they're saying, like, over the last three windows, Chelsea have spent 832 million pounds. And now, granted, like, that's, you know, amortized or whatever over, you know, eight years for some of these players. But still, you're talking about almost a billion dollars in three windows. And these motherfuckers still have the gall to talk shit about City and City spending. And it's like, ooh, what's going on here? Where where are we existing in this world where you guys can dump out money, but because you spread it over some years, it's different. Instead of City being like, you know what, we're going to spend $100 million, but we're going to sell $115 million, and now we're the assholes. Fuck off. Yeah, hey, welcome right. to the Snobby Boys! Uh, <laughs> cheers, Kyle. Cheers. <sighs> so going further into that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so we're going to do... Uh, you are now tuned into the Snobby Boys podcast. All right, guys, welcome to the Snobby Boy Podcast. I'm your host, Colby. This is my guy, Joe. This is my guy, Kyle. Uh, so, today, <laughs> so today we're going to talk about a few things, obviously. That's why we're always here. Uh, we're going to go over the Josco signing. Uh, we're going to talk a little, about, a little bit about uh, Lucas Paqueta and uh, Jer- I guess it's Jeremy do- uh, Doku. Doku, um, yeah. Yep, and... Um, and of course, we're going to go over the match against Burnley. Um, go over a little bit about Kev's injury, uh, Holland, Rico, Stones, and Diaz being gone, and then a little bit on how Burnley played because I think that is a deserving talking point. Um, so let's get right into it. The Josco signing—it finally fucking happened. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! It, 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 it honestly it made the summer feel long. Like mm-hmm. considering considering last season, we went from the whole buildup of Holland at the end of the season. And then literally within a week, week and a half, two weeks, whatever um, we have early home. Um, And then of course the, you know, the avalanche of all the signings that we had throughout the summer, but it's this signing in particular has just made us feel like we were, I won't say dabbling around the subject, but we weren't really getting to the point with what we wanted out of them. And I, I mean, for me personally, I think that with Josco, we should have brought him and we could have got, brought him in a lot sooner. But obviously, Leipzig had their, you know, valuation. Exactly. Yeah, the other, their valuation uh, um, needs, if you want to call them that. Uh, and they got him fire. Right. <laughs> and then the, the, the thing of it is, like, why didn't we get him in earlier? I feel like we needed him for the preseason a little bit more to get it accustomed to it do you think that he needed the preseason do you think that him coming in late he'll be able to slot in just fine i think he so i mean i obviously we don't know but i would imagine that he was like you know you you go into the season whether or not you may or like have a transfer lingering you go into the season like well i'm still with this club so i'm sure he was still training still doing all that stuff still getting match fit whether he's with us or not um now of course we have a different playing style, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I, I also think that Pep is looking at it not quite in the same as like a Ruben Diaz situation. I think he's looking at it as like, this kid's 21. Um, like, let's let's make it a little 
ease in situation. We don't we don't need to throw him in like hot, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's all it is. And I do think that he I think he is match fit. I mean, he was on the bench, but I think he is match fit already. Yeah, well, and we and of course we'll get into this in a little bit, but we did see him come on. I believe it was around the seventy sixth minute. Yeah, um, and take over uh, for Ruben. Or uh, I, no, I'm sorry, not Ruben. Ruben wasn't playing. Why did I even say that? Um, <laughs> when he came in, he was uh, he took over at the like the left back position, and they moved Ake inside. That's right. Uh, That's right. With uh, with Laporte, or then Ake came off came off, and Laporte was in. So he was, but he was playing primarily out wide. As like mm-hmm. a left back instead of in the back three because we had a weird formation, not weird, but just a, a different formation in that game. So I'm excited that he's here. Um, it takes two to tango in these deals, so it could have been Leipzig dragging their feet a little bit on our end. So who knows really what caused the delay, but it would definitely would have been nice to get him in a little earlier to start working with the guys to build that chemistry yeah. to understand you know what Pep's trying to do because it looks like formationally it's going to be a little bit more fluid and it's not just going to be a straight up back three stones Mm and Rodri. It seems like it's going to be a little more flexible this year with opponent and everything. So it'd be nice to get a little, yeah. So, um, but he, he appears perfectly ready to to play. It's just Mm -hmm. getting that tactical piece down, but he appears to be a pretty smart kid. And from the brief cameo we saw against Burnley, I liked what I saw already at even, with yeah. him at that like left back position almost. So yeah. And a side note on that, like I, I feel like we have to acknowledge that Nathan Ake had a fucking match. Like yes, he did. I I am loving the guy that he is developing into with us. I mean, granted, you know, he he was he was solid with Burnley, but like he's another level with us. And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, and it goes that's another testament to Pat and him being able to bring in players from the outside and groom them and turn them into their, their highest potentials basically is what it feels. Exactly. Like. I mean, I, I truly believe that like a, he's the best manager in the world. B he's the best people manager in the world and C yeah. if you come in to play for him. And I think that we're, we're seeing this in our transfer power is like, people are like, listen, like I know I'm, I know I'm here. I know I'm fucking great. But I know that guy is going to make me like here, and right. you know who doesn't want to win trophies too? And God knows we're going to win trophies. <laughs> and with uh, with 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 Pep, that's the thing. Like, with managerial styles, there's there's two things. You have guys who are great man managers and can manage people, and mm-hmm. usually you have guys who are very tactically sound and know how exactly. to, know the X's and O's. But Pep is like the best at both things, so it's right. like it's a perfect storm. Right. Like a true well, like I, like player manager, even though he's like way beyond those years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean to echo back what I said, I mean, even Mateo Kovacic came in and he I mean, the whole reason why he wanted to come to City so bad, and even with who we're about to talk about, Lucas Paqueta, um, they desperately want to play for Pep. Yeah, uh, and there's a reason for it. So mm-hmm. there's that Brazilians Brazilians love to play for Pep. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so going into Lucas Paqueta. Um, as, as it stands right now, Kev is injured. Um, so this really couldn't have come at a better time. Um, we, it, it, it seems that we now need another piece in the midfield more so than we did before. Um, what do you think if the signing does happen, which it looks almost imminent, um, what do you think he'll be able to bring to the team? Um, 
both from the attacking position and the midfield position. Joe. Joe. Hey, that's me. Um, <laughs> hey, Joe. So, I, <laughs> um, so the numbers being thrown around are less than ideal from yeah. a fan exactly. perspective. Yeah. Um, but now that we have this lingering hamstring injury, injury for Kev, and it looks like he's going to be out for a substantial amount of time going forward, it almost hopefully. necessitates yeah, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully it's not too long and he's back, but it seems like having him out at any for any extensive time, we're going to need some, some coverage there. Phil was fantastic. I think when he came in, uh, Mm-hmm. Dude, that like literally. side boot touch. Oh. Dude, oh my god. Oh. Sidebar on that one. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Oh. oh my god. I, my my buddy texted me and told me when he saw that live, he was erect afterwards. So exactly. <laughs> messy, messy pants across the board. <laughs> yes. Um but any hoozy. Um I think it, it's almost ramp ramps up the interest level for sure to bring in somebody because as much as I enjoy seeing McAtee and Palmer getting some run and big games, we're going to need game changers off of the bench. And Lucas, I think, could be that. He could start for us and just add depth, and that just gives us more options yeah. to play guys um, out wide and obviously centrally. So I I think at this point, we got to have to dip our toes into the transfer window and potentially mm-hmm. bring him in. I know that he has already said he wants to come mm-hmm. allegedly, you know, has already signed personal terms and agreed to, with us as far as what he wants and money wise and all that stuff. Um, so I, th- I think at this point we're going to need to go ahead and grab him if we can. It's, it's just like what you're saying though, the money, like, I mean, we're so allegedly we've thrown in a 60 million pound. And to me, that's a perfect valuation of him as a player. That's Maybe more than a little high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Kevin De Bruyne was 55. Um, just a sec. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, granted years ago, but whatever. Um, I just think, I mean, we're looking probably in the 70, 75 range for him. And then if we do go in for Doku, that's another 40 or 50. I mean, not that we can't afford it, obviously. We have, you know. Plenty of money we, right now. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. we're winning and winning and winning, and that just gives us more money. Um, right. And, but at the same time, I mean, like, is he is he that guy? It's like it's like Declan Rice for right. one hundred and five. Like, is he that guy? And I, I I mean, I don't know. Riyad Mahrez wasn't that much. Like, and I feel like he's that. I feel like he's that actually same kind of player. I think he's actually like more of a like for like for Riyad than. Kevin or whatever. Um, mm. But either way, I like you're saying, like we're kind of either fucked or, I mean, I don't think we're fucked either way. I think we have the, you know, we have the depth, we have all that, um, that we could be fine, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it'd be a like for a like for Kevin. I think it would be more Phil would take care right. of that that main role and then then lucas would come in and supplement but but that would almost cement phil being like that starting creative floating midfielder role that kevin was playing and i i think phil was tremendous in that majestic and 
once he and he and Alvarez kind of occupied some of the same spaces when it was Alvarez and Holland up top because they're they they like to play and operate in the same you know half space there. But once, not to say it's a good thing that Holland came off, but once it was just Phil and Alvarez up top, that's when we started to see both of them making those like diagonal runs in behind the center backs and it started to release that long ball a bit more for us. So I, I, I it would just add the, the depth for me. Colby, where were you going to go? Uh, that's where I was going to go with it. I mean, uh, for me, it's – I think both of these players, are speaking, you know, Lucas Bacuata and uh, Jeremy Doku, it's we're, – we're, if, we're, if we're looking at two different players, we're obviously not finding a like-for-like for, like for Riyad Mahrez as far as a replacement goes. Um, you can, really. And but. you can't. You can't. That's a special talent that – I, I feel like didn't get the uh, notoriety that he deserved. Um, but yeah, I just, I, Paqueta, I, I don't, I feel like, I feel like these signings, if we do make them, they are because they are what's left and because it's what's needed right now. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to be particularly good signings. I would like to see them on lower contracts if they do. I mean, Pep could develop like like we said earlier. You know, Pep has a knack for developing players that come outside. He obviously sees things that we do. So, in saying that, I feel like you know this the these guys coming in, especially wanting to play for Pep, mm-hmm. they'll become decent players. They'll become system players. But I feel like that's all they'll become. They they will not be any kind of star. They will not break out or anything like that. They will be the picture on the wall in a hotel room. It's just there to fill space. So see, I, I don't agree with that entirely. Um, Cause I do think, and pardon me if I'm like, correct. I'm not trying to correct. I'm just like, is it, is it Paqueta? 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 I've heard it. Pa- I've heard it say Paqueta. I don't know. In so, I don't many, know. so many I different times. So um, okay. goes what you like. Yeah. So and it's okay. <laughs> Paqueta. Okay. Uh, so, um, with him, not I, I mean, again, I do feel like it's gonna be that year buffer kind of deal just because of where we're gonna probably try to fit him in, which is gonna be probably in like three different four different positions. Right. Um whereas Doku, I actually think that kid's gonna actually like he could be a breakout. Um, like his pace is something we're missing honestly mm-hmm. um and he's rapid uh, as they like to say over across the pond he's very he rapid quick as fuck <laughs> that motherfucker will scream and and then like i mean you know it, it's it's just it, it would add something that we've been missing since we lost sterling um mm-hmm. and it, you know i i think that he could really really be and and then that frees up space for Erling. like it, it, it's just it's a whole thing that I think that he could be a, a, bre- a breakout star um, with us, especially once Kevin's back fit and like, cause you know, they're Belgian together, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, there's that connectivity, but you know, obviously Kevin can just connect with whoever the fuck he wants. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that it, it, with, with Lucas, it would be more of give him a year. Um, yeah. With Doku, I think it would be like he's he's looking at a ten to fifteen goal, ten assists, something like that season, like off the bat. I think Lucas has, since he's mid twenties. I mean, he still has room to grow, especially coming into a new system with better players around him and with a far better manager. He has a, a little bit of room to grow, I think, 
to be a better player than he is now. Mm-hmm. Doku being 21 and been playing not nearly with the quality of player that he's going to be, he would potentially be playing with with us. I would, I'm very adamant and excited for the possibility of bringing him in because of that pace. And that would potentially push Bernardo into a more central place and central role. If Kevin's out, then you could have Phil and Bernardo playing more centrally. And I think that's both of their best positions is more in the middle of the park and having somebody like Jack on the other side, who is more of a ball carrier and Doku's pace on the other side. I think that's more of a balance that we've kind of been lacking because Bernardo, Kevin, Phil, all not necessarily similar, but they're not the paciest of guys in the world. They all the same size almost, but Kevin's a little bit bigger, but that just provides a different quality that like you were saying, we don't have currently. So I, I think Doku with, the squad that we have and the manager that we have has unlimited potential to get even better because he's been somebody I've been keeping an eye on for a couple of years now as a potential breakout star. So I'm I'm very excited about potentially bringing him in. I think he could be he could be the missing piece out wide, especially play. if we get him on that low end, that like forty ish end. That's that if we can get him at that, like because I think his. I think it's like transfer market or whatever valuation is is actually sub 40, but they're holding him at like a 40, 50 valuation. And of course. Yeah. Negotiation tactics, of course. They got to ask for right. more than what they would originally want for him. So, so we'll see. We'll see. So let's uh, switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the match uh, against Burnley. Um, first of all, it's exciting. Them. Great yeah, first, yeah, first, yeah. It's it was. First of all, it's great to have football back. Um, Woo! Ow! It, it it's so funny, man. I, mean, I said it last year. Like the 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 preseason or the time between season is it's so months, short you don't but... realize it. it. It's so short you don't even realize it. It, it feels so long, especially like this window mm-hmm. uh, because of the Josco deal. It's felt so long. Um, but yeah, it's great to be back and, um, excellent fucking match against Burnley. It's exactly what I think we all expected. Um, yeah, I, I would totally agree with that statement. Yeah. And, and it's, we, we did a really good job of controlling the pace of the game from front to back. Um, one of the, one of the things that I noticed most, and I think you guys will all agree with me and I've heard on a couple other podcasts and a couple other the shows, um, Rico Lewis and his involvement in the in the match was superb. Cheers. Uh, he he has really broken out as a player for us for the future um, over the last season and through this preseason going into the season. And I I am so excited to see what's to come from him because I mean you look at what he's done already. He was pushing Kyle Walker for a position. He was pushing. He's he's basically pushed. Uh, Calvin Phillips out of a position, if you want to think about it in the and terms he's what, 19 of where now? exactly he's still 18, 19. I, I think he's 19 now. Um, but it, it, it he's he's absolutely tremendous. And I his evolution under Pep is going to be something that is going to be talked about for the future, I believe. And it he does was in worry me. He, oh, sorry, no, he and he the like all, most amazing thing about that for me yesterday uh, on against the Burnley was he was playing in like multiple roles. He was yes. playing as an actual four 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 roles. 
out and out left back for a period of time. He tucked in quite a bit and played more of like a holding midfielder role. And at his mm-hmm. size, that's a really difficult spot to play. So yeah. his understanding of what Pep wants him to do and how he wants to play as a 19-year-old is just outstanding. So he's football he's somebody activity. that yep, yeah, and we he's somebody that can play in so many different positions for us. And he's gonna with his ability and his tactical awareness. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see him a lot more than than we did last year. He had a stretch there where he was starting regularly, but then towards the end of the season, when Pep kind of settled on his preferred lineup, he didn't see the field as much. But I think he's going to force Pep to find places for him to play as often as possible. Yeah. And especially in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's actually what I was going to say is like that. That's the little bit like last season he started out in kind of the same deal, like where he was basically vital to us. But then the other dudes who are more established and maybe better players, technically, um, <clears throat> those guys were then figuring out what he was doing that was that was the reason why Pep was picking him, and mm-hmm. they started doing it better. And so, like, that's that's where I'm like, man, like, I really hope he doesn't get discouraged. I really hope he just realizes, like, dude, you're fucking 19. Like, give it some time, and yeah. you're going to be – you're going to be a city legend if you stick with us. Yeah. And I, um, on that note with him too, I have a soft spot for Burnley because Captain Fantastic is managing over there. But sure. I want to take a hot second to give a big middle finger to those fucking Burnley fans who threw a lighter at him. Yeah. Fucking ain't right. Them. It's a those fucking kid, man. Douchebag motherfuckers right there. Like that was so uncalled for. And I'm glad that the, the police uh, in the game notified or figured out who it was and they were escorted out and, and gone. I hope good to hear like it immediately. Um but that was I actually didn't um, hear that so that's good to yeah. hear. Yeah they they made an announcement towards the second half that they had uh, had identified the individual and removed him and they were gone. So quick fucking I mean in that shot that you can Burnley see him like yeah mm-hmm. you can see that green lighter and caught yeah. him right in the face like that's such a dick move. So this ugh but kudos for him for getting back up. And continuing and to play it off and, and going, yeah. So, yeah. Talk to you, Rico. So let's talk a little bit about Holland. He, uh, he making almost making more, making more, making more goals. Started it off the brace. three the brace. minutes. Yeah, first started off Premier League history to do yeah. that to, to score the first two goals of a Premier League season. Yeah, he is oh, going to evolve, cool. as we said, and it's. It's going to be awesome to see after a year uh, of being with all these guys, how he melts together with them even more. Like it's just, it was already a cohesive brand last season. And now it's just going to be, I, I, I get tingles every time I think about it. Mm-hmm. The thing I liked about him the most was a moment with, I think it was Bernardo Silva. And this is the evolution of Erling. The, the getting more comfortable is that he was laying into, I think, Bernardo. It might have been Bernardo. It could have been somebody else. Um, but that was but dumb was la- shit. But he was laying into that person for not playing a ball that he was looking for. Last year, I'm not sure if he would have felt as comfortable to, like, no. match, like, go after somebody and be like, hey, this is – I'm making this run. This is where I need the ball to come to. You guys need to release it. So I think that's going to be fun to see him take a more of a, a vocal and outspoken – roll with the team to say this right. is the ball I need this is 
I, I, this is what I'm seeing from my end. This is what I, I want to see from you guys. Cause there, there was a lot of times last year where he was, you could see he was visibly frustrated that he wasn't getting a ball played when he was making, had, had space in behind and they would just, you know, look to pass sideways instead. Yeah. So seeing him be more vocal about how he wants a ball played, I think it's going to be awesome to watch because that, that will make us even more dangerous when we play more of the, the balls in that he likes. My was there any with that? Sorry. Good. Uh, my only concern with that is that, like, like that ball he was calling for was the wrong call, um, and you know, as we've probably all seen now, like the the stuff Pep saying, like Pep, that's why Pep was remonstrating him. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like you you have to acknowledge the the play that goes up into that ball before, like, before you're pissed at somebody for not giving it to you, mm-hmm. and. So I I hope he develops in that understanding because if you're just bitching about not getting a ball, then that's a problem. Right. You know? Right. So let's talk a little bit about our guys that are out. Uh, Stones and Diaz. Um, it almost goes we, – we didn't need their services against Burnley at all. I mean, we're sitting with – Would have been nice to right see. Now. Right. The Great Wall of Manchester. A. Yeah. TM. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, 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 it is. It was really great to see. Again, we're going back to Nathan Ake. Um, his, he has a bit of leadership that he's, ta- he's kind of stepped up with this year, I feel like, a little bit. Um, he's able to direct on his side. Um. But it's it's going to be interesting to see the rotation this year um, once they get back of how these how they're gonna how Pep is gonna pair them up with matches, um, you know who who they who they're gonna match up match up against the best because I mean let's be honest since we haven't done anything with America Laporte, there's a that's a lot of time to give around. So I mean we have um, plenty of fucking matches to be fair. We do, and it's gonna be great for that reason to have that much depth. Um, but I wonder my, my, my fear is, is, is it going to cause a rift in the locker room with players being rotated and how, how much minute, how many minutes they're actually getting and who actually deserves more minutes than the other. Cause I think we have equally amongst all of, I mean, they have their own specific things that they do defensively, but, I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be. I think it's going to be kind of a crazy locker room this year, with spreading out those minutes over all the competitions. What do you guys think? Huh? What do you guys? So think? at this point, I hope that any player that comes into our team understands that you're not fucking playing every fucking match. Period. Right. That's not how we fucking do things. Um, like unless you're Rodri. But on that same. So that's actually what I was going to say. Like one of my notes on that is I think that we're a, I think that we're all, I mean, we're already seeing how Stonesy is getting, uh, you know, worked in that role. I think Mm. we're going to start seeing Stonesy subbed in, in that role um, instead of Rodri to give Rodri those minutes like off. Um, Right. You know, and maybe they're lesser matches, quote unquote, or whatever, uh, whatever the situation is. If it just means that he's not having to play every fucking match, then good. Um, as far as anybody 
one it, it really just comes down to that like this is not how we are we are not a starting 11 sub three club we are a mm. you know we are a full ass team for all of these matches so you know it just it's player best up until that match you might get called period and like laporte i think that if anyone's going to bitch it's going to be him um but again you have to know at this point that that's how we operate right i think he's still most likely to go i think with the transfer window still being open for another two and a half weeks that they'll attempt to find him a, a home because six center backs is carrying a lot even if you're dispersing those minutes at the left back spot with Ake or Gavardiol to play out there. Laporte has shown that he can play out there too on the left side. Uh, and it really depends on the formation Pep is going with. But I think Ruben, when healthy, is an auto start in the middle. He's yeah. our best center back, by, in my opinion, by far. And as much as I've enjoyed watching Akanji play, I think there were some nervy moments against Burnley without Ruben there. Um, his leadership is yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just I, I, I like and I feel way more confident when when Ruben's back there, directing traffic and organizing the group and all of that. So, um, and I think with the leadership group that we do have amongst the players and with Pep, that any kind of <laughs> any kind of locker room disharmony is going to get handled very quickly and taken care of. And we've he's shown Pep also has shown obviously that if there's anybody who's unhappy there's the door and if they okay. cause any problems um we'll find a loan for you or whatever you'll you'll find another place to be but you're not going to mess with the family atmosphere that we have in our locker room so um i hope i know that john johnny is going to be back probably against newcastle they were saying he's probably not quite ready for uh, wednesday's match against sevilla in the super cup mm -hmm. um and then the more i guess with ruben he's in the concussion protocol so that is a Whenever yeah, yeah. the doctors clear him, you know, that's when he'll be back. But it looks like Johnny's going to be back. And I do love the point that you brought up, Kyle, about him spelling almost Roger a little bit more in the middle because Roger himself said recently that he can't keep playing 60-odd mm -mm. matches a year. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not going to – He his body won't hold up for that as great as he is. And we don't want him to do that. We want him to be fresh and ready to go. And I think if John can provide that – that cover that we saw that he was capable of last year towards the end of the season when he played more centrally in the midfield, that would provide us some coverage because Roger, like we said, can't play that many games. As, as important as he is, he can't play 55 no plus games. Nobody can. Exactly. Nobody is going to be able to play it like that. So, well, and this is also an excellent time for Calvin Phillips to really show his worth mm -hmm. and try to make his way into the squad, especially with the amount of competitions that we have this year. Um, I really think that he needs to step his game up because he is I, – I, we signed him for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, he, we, ha, we have to utilize him somewhere, and I feel like that would be the best for him. Mm -hmm. Like, if you could bring him and – I mean, ro rotating them out, you're going to have Stones, Rodri, Lewis, and you could have Calvin Phillips there. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I really think that I would like to see Pep switch them out that way and – get him more involved with the, with the squad. That way you could have maybe like a, a Stones, at least have a, a Rodri or a Stones in there at all times. 
because yeah. I, I feel more comfortable with those two, or at least one of them in that holding mid. Then, yeah. And until Calvin shows us that he's capable on his own, kind of filling that space, but we got options, which is awesome. Because even recently, they've been playing Kovacic as a more of a holding next to Rodri kind of position in the first the first match. And when he when he came in for Kevin, he kind of dropped more played a little farther back so they got they got options i'm glad okay so that's that's just a little sidebar i would like to formally apologize to our listening uh audience uh you know i have i was pretty fucking adamant that it's kovacic and all i've heard now is kovacic so i will resign myself to being wrong and kovacic <laughs> kovacic <laughs> My only uh, critique for him is that there's times, and this will come because it's just obviously the first game. There was a times where he was dribbling a little too much. He had some of that first year Jack Grealish. I'm going to dribble, dribble, dribble before mm-hmm. releasing the pass, like two dribbles too late kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So I th- and he'll figure that out. He's a smart guy. Um, but overall, I've been pretty happy with the, with with his performances yeah. through preseason totally. in the first match. We just learned to move the ball a little quicker, but yeah. That's a, and I'm sure that I'm thing. sure that was real like first almost first game jitters for him. Mm-hmm. You know that I think that he's trying that. to be Gundo, and he's not right, like, right, right. How did you guys think Burnley played beautifully? Yeah, dude. Like I, I it just you you even though it's three 0 you cannot take away with the grit and the fight that they put up the entire match. I mean. They I, had- I, I, it was, it was, it, chances. Yeah, they had plenty of chances down in the box. You know, v- Vinny is, Vinny is really doing something there. Like, it, it's, I really, really hope that they, they stay up because they, with what he's doing, like, really fucking deserve it. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't see. Could listen to that all day, man. Right. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be any danger of of being relegated. I think. Agreed. I, Agreed. I've, they're one of my surprise teams that I've I've been harping on. Some of my other guys that Burnley's going to finish mid table easily. That's what and, I'm saying. And after I and after Wolfgang. not yeah, Wolfgang. I know. <laughs> oh, it's not Wolfgang. <laughs> no, so that's my. That's mine. Hey. <laughs> Dude. Sorry, like Wolfgang's passed the fuck out of here. <laughs> nah. that, that's Phoebe. She's she, she's scratching a little bit. She's oh, no. you, um, you literally woke him up. He just, he, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Sorry, sorry but, hey. They weren't yelling at you. I promise. <laughs> but I I I love how structured they were. The the effort, the the ball movement. There were times where we. I mean, that's evolution of Pep. We're more apps just sit. And play a little defense, but they were moving the ball well. You could see really the main thing they were missing. They just don't have a Premier League quality top Creator. guy who's going to, and someone who's going to finish. They had a lot of they had some really good uh, off ball movement and some patterns that you could you could see that they had worked on. They just yeah. didn't have somebody to finish. Um, yeah, but I, I I love the system that they were playing. I think the energy was there. You could see that they were playing for each other. I, I think. Vinny's doing a great job. 
and that's obviously with some city bias, but I don't even you know. think so. I think it's like literally objective to say that what he's done with Burnley is really impressive, and the football they're playing is enjoyable to watch, mm-hmm. which I can't say for Sean Dyche all the time. So, right, <laughs> accurate, Sean Dyche. No fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger cunt. <laughs> no, I mean, all, honestly, true. Like, I, I do. I have a lot of respect for that guy. Like, I actually like. He's he's a hardcore motherfucker. But uh, his football is just ugly a lot of times. That's all. You're so. not wrong. <laughs> not at all. So, I'm excited to watch more Burnley, especially to see them play against um, not Man City, because that's obviously a tough test right off the bat for them. And I think mm-hmm. they'll have a lot more luck with playing non best team in the land in all the world. <laughs> I'm actually interested to see them against like Newcastle, like those kind of mm-hmm. like top the, these up and yeah. coming, like top four clubs, um, how they, how they fare against them. Cause I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Newcastle has just been like, you know, and now they're up here. Like they're, they're a legitimate like top club. Um, could more you, so could you do that one more time for us? Yeah, one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. You did it. (laughs) My brain works. Uh, (laughs) So let's touch a little bit on this upcoming uh, Super Cup match against Sevilla. Um, What do you guys expect from this match? Do you want the trophy? Is it important enough to you? Yeah. Super Cup, man. Fucking yeah. Super Cup. I, you know. Again, it's a trophy is... we've never won before, so I'm all for yeah. going all exactly. out. Whooping Sevilla's ass and hoisting the trophy midweek. So, absolutely. I, I think we're going to come out guns blazing. Like, if there is one thing that Pep loves, it's adding trophies. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I, I have no, I have, I have full belief, especially because we Wait, who do we have coming in the weekend? Um, it might be Newcastle. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's Newcastle on Saturday. Yeesh, that could be a little tough. But um, especially from Wednesday, match is kind of fucked. But uh, <laughs> and, you know, thanks Premier League. But um, <clears throat> no, I, I really think that he's gonna like be like, we can lose a Premier League match instead of losing a trophy, you know. And I think, yeah, we're going to fucking... I mean, not to say anything against Sevilla. I, I, I have a, a lot of respect for them, too, as a club. Um, I mean, you don't stay... You don't hang around that level of Europa all that... I mean, consistently. Right. right. Well, I'm guys, curious so... to see the, the, the squad selection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See what, see what uh, lineup, roster, and formation he, he throws out there against those guys. But... Now, I want to win it. Don't get me wrong. I want to lift the trophy. Do I rate the trophy very high? Probably not. Not as high as Liverpool did. (laughs) 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 I don't really. I I want to win, obviously, but the trophy itself, I'm like, "Hmm, hmm." but it'd be nice to win something we haven't won before and put in the trophy cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it just doesn't. 
if yeah. we win, we win. Cool. If we don't, I just to want me, to me. This I feels mean, like Community Shield all over again. That's what I was gonna say. It's bigger than mm-hmm. the Community Shield. It's, it's right, of bigger course. than the Community Shield. But it's of course. it's really a lot like the Community Shield, like the way it's the the, the match is played as a whole. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. basically the Community Shield. It's um, it's we win it, and it's like well, Man City, we're supposed to win it. But if we lose, then it's a whole fucking talking point from those dumbass journos to rag on us a little bit more and come up with scenarios where there's a fucking problem with the team and yada yada exactly yada. So exactly like to not hear that for <laughs> at least two days until newcastle uh we play newcastle so let's just kick their ass and newcastle kick their ass. <clears throat> them, them too hell yeah let's just not lose a fucking match all season <laughs> wouldn't that be it hey Man, Arsenal doesn't have it. That's right. I was gonna say now Arsenal doesn't have anything to say. Right. Shutting up all those red clubs, which is always fun. Honestly, always. though, like where where we are right now as a team, because you know we were cold, we were slow, we were not at our best against Burnley, and we still looked better than most of the teams I watched over this weekend. And this like facts. Like the you know Chelsea yeah. Liverpool like we looked way better than both of those teams so it's like Arsenal is the only one that's like eh. and they struggle like, with Nottingham Forest though like exactly you know. I mean they still yeah. conceded like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> to Nottingham Forest I'm like dude step up your game. <laughs> Nervy moments for those. I mean, they're you know they're they're missing they're missing players, but yeah, who isn't? Everybody is at this point. Yeah, right. All right, guys. I think that's about all the time we got for you today. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, Make sure that you hit the subscribe, hit the bell button, so that you uh, can make sure that you're up to date on all of our stuff. And. Shout out to all our guests that have been on over the last couple of weeks. Really appreciate you guys coming on um, and being with us. And uh, you look forward to more guests coming soon. Uh, we are booking some people looking to talk to some official support clubs. So if you're listening to this and you have not reached out to us before and you would like to come on the show, we would love to have you. Uh, until next week uh, when we cover Sevilla and we cover Newcastle, uh, we'll see you then. Much love. Peace.